This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. You're listening to Strictly Anonymous on the Riotcast Network, riotcast.com. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, welcome to Strictly Anonymous Podcast with Kathy. If you want to follow the Strictly Anonymous Podcast on Twitter, follow the show at Strictly Anonymous, me at Cartoon Therapy. If you haven't subscribed to my show, subscribe. If you haven't, uh, if you can write a review, if you want to be on the show, or if you want to just send me your two cents about my show, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com and uh, click on be on the show. This is a call and advice show where I talk to total strangers about all kinds of things. Uh, so if you want to be on, like I said, send me an email at strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Today, Pin, the guy named Pin, calls in to talk about uh, all the sexting that he does with his wife. And he's been doing it for like the past six years. And how he came about or how like they started doing it is like really interesting. He had this this very common problem of the, the fact that he wanted sex way more than his wife did. They've been together a long time. She's got a bunch of kids. She's just not as horny as he is. You know, she's horny maybe two times a month and he's horny every fucking day. Right. <laughs> I think it's a very common problem. Um, and he came up with a really ins- like interesting solution that has worked for him and his wife, and he's been doing it for the past six years, and they're kind of professional sexters at this point. And there's a lot of interesting things that they do during their sexting and stuff that they've sort of figured out to make it last and to make it still interesting, like I said, after six years. He's, this is a guy who doesn't cheat. I mean, even though he had this issue with his wife, it's not like that there was an option of him going with other women. This is a very faithful guy that really loved his wife, knew that they had this issue, and he wanted to push through it because it was affecting him on multiple levels. And we talk all about that stuff. I think it's super interesting because I think like he is like the regular guy. He's like, th- this is a very common thing. And he... uh it has a really interesting solution that I think maybe won't work for everybody, but could work for some people. And uh, it's interesting to hear how it played out in his relationship uh, and is still continuing to play out. So I'll be right back on with Pin. Do you have a story, lifestyle, or situation you can't talk about to anyone, to anyone? Or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous. Hey, Pin. Welcome to the Strictly Anonymous podcast. How are you today? Really well. Thank you. Good. So you are like, I mean, to me... You are like my worst nightmare because I hate to write, especially like long-winded stuff. Like I can't stand, especially like on my phone or like long emails or something. And like what you do with your wife, and you've been doing this for like the past six years, is you guys sext like crazy all the time, right? Like this is like a thing. And you guys are pretty hardcore into it because you've been doing it for so long, right? Yeah, it's pretty consistent. It's kind of evolved over the last, you know, six years or so. But it's definitely been... uh Far more frequent than actual sex, that's for sure. 
to me, it's my worst nightmare, right? Because I'm like a weirdo. But I think it's like every guy's fantasy to have a woman on call that will just completely like sex with him all the time, right? And just like dish out really hot, sexy fantasies, right? And basically, that's what you have your wife doing for you all the time, right? Yeah, yes and no. I mean, it's not always, you know, a thousand word text responses. I mean, sometimes it can be just a simple Q&A or truth or dare type of thing. But it's more of a... I'm always thirsty for the connection to be reminded that she's mine, I'm hers, vice versa. Uh huh. And it, it, it kind of started out with the attempt to sex. And, you know, that gets corny after a while. Yeah. And it, it, it kind of gravitated towards how can I remind her that my sex drive is like 90% more than hers mm-hmm. um, without feeling uh, desperate or being shut down. So, I mean, right around the time that we started doing this, I kind of stopped initiating um, as much as I normally did, because like any guy, I get sick of being turned down all the time. So I, I turned that energy around and instead of feeling like I'm a desperate pervert, um, I repeatedly try to bring her into my world, which is, you know, I'm, I'm a fan of books. I'm a fan of reading. I'm a fan of, you know, filming the movie in my head. And I'm, I'm not opposed to understanding where she's coming from. She just doesn't have the physical desire um, as much as I do. And rather than driving myself crazy, I just kind of figured, you know what, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna dissociate myself from you. I'm not going to resent you. Mm -hmm. Um, but this is my reality and your reality, even though it's extremely different than mine, it doesn't hide the fact that I married you for a reason that, you know, it wasn't a hundred percent sexual, but I can admit my wife's fucking fine. Yeah. Um, so it's, it was something that I had to kind of approach her and say, Hey, um, I'm lonely even though I live with you and, you know, we've got children together and, you know, we've been together for you know almost 20 years, I'm physically lonely and it's not the physical that I'm demanding. I just need some attention. And, uh, right. Like the physical for than... you isn't just sex. Like most women think it is for men. It's more than that. Right. Yeah. I have to use Absolutely. this sac- just for one second to, to give a PSA to, this podcast that I listened to recently, it's on the Goop Network, like the Goop Podcast. They did an episode where the woman spoke with Estel Peril, I think is her name. She's like a very famous yeah. sex therapist. It was yeah. a recent episode. Did you listen to it? No, I know. You I know, know of her? her. She, okay, she well, has let- that one um, the podcast where they don't, it's not scripted. It's like a couples therapy kind of thing. Oh, I don't know. I didn't listen to her podcast. She was a guest on the Goop podcast, right? Which is like Gwyneth Paltrow's okay. thing that she just started. And they interviewed that Estelle Peril woman. And I listened and it was the most amazing podcast episode I ever heard on the subject of like what exactly what you're talking about, like the frustration and the stuff that goes down between men and women in their marriages, like in regards to sex, right? Because a lot of people have exactly what's going on with you. I mean, you solve the problem by having this thing that you guys created and we'll talk about that, but she talks about how like that triggers those kind of things trigger each other and what to do about it. And it's like literally, like I said, I'm using this as a PSA for that, but it's so informative what this woman talks about and how men feel and how women feel and how they don't realize that each one is feeling that way and how it makes each other feel and it's just like really fucking great so people should listen to it but people should listen to this podcast because what you're going to do is explain a way that you kind of like solve that problem because I think it's very common and I think it's like really cool of you to be sort of like so self-aware to sort of understand that that was going on, understand that it wasn't just sex, that you were lonely, being able to really know that about yourself and try to figure it out. Because I think a lot of guys might feel that same way, but they don't know what it's about. And then they just like act out, right? And maybe they go cheat or they do different things or they have an affair. And like, maybe if they would be more aware of what was going on and they could communicate to their wife what was going on, right? Like they could figure out maybe a solution, right? But, and you were able to do that. Now, how did you approach her about it? So after the the, the last pregnancy, um, you know, I'm super patient. I understand that she's got, you know, physical Wait, let me rehabilitation. Ask, yeah, but let through, me ask so. you, though, real quick. How You have, like, sure. three kids, you said, right? Yep. Okay, and how old are you guys now? Or, like, how old were you six uh, years ago when this started? Uh, 32, 33. And how long had you been together at that point? Since we've been 21. Okay, so, the, you know, you're talking, like, a, over 10 years, you guys together, and now you have a bunch of kids and she's not as sexually interested anymore, right? You're still horny as ever. Yep. And even more so, yep. Okay, even more so. Okay, so take it from there. 
Um, so what had kind of happened is that I realized that every time that we were about to have sex, I would build it up in my head that, oh, my God, we're finally having sex that I would try to drag it out as long as possible because I'm like, oh, shit, when am I going to get laid again? <laughs> right. Um, and, so funny. and it ended up like it became like a point of contention. Like I was anti-quickie. Like, no, I don't want a quickie. I want a longie. Oh, and she and must have been we, like, oh, my God, I'm not interested in this whole show you want to do. Like, yeah, right? So it's too it, much. It, it, so I, I had to figure out a way because my wife is super, like, super fucking intelligent. So I had to find out a way to come at her at her level yeah. and explain to her who I am or who I am now. Mm -hmm. And it was more of a discussion on me observing myself and being honest and you know, looking at myself like in the proverbial mirror and going, okay, um, here's how I act the day I have sex. Here's how I act the second day, the third day, the fourth day. Here's how I act on day 12 when I haven't been touched sexually or flirted with in almost two weeks and i realized that like we've got just two different cycles so my cycle is about 18 hours mm -hmm. if i have sex in the morning on day one i really want sex again by the evening on day two like that's as that's, far as i can I, like, you, that's like, as I, far I, as it, it, that's as much gas as that gives you it gives you to the next day in the evening yeah <laughs> right okay and, and i guess it's not it's more like 36 hours i would say i mean i'm not like it has to be morning and night but it's like if it's at night one day and it's not in the afternoon the next, I like I can physically feel it. Um, not only like in my groin area, I can I, I feel it in my chest. Um, it becomes something that I think about. I don't know if it's, you know, my Zodiac sign or my hormones at this age. <laughs> what is your Are you a Scorpio? <laughs> Fuck yeah. Oh, there you. that's why I figured you must think that's the only reason yeah. why you'd say sign. <laughs> so, yeah. So I had I had to I had to analyze myself from. Mm -hmm. Like an, from an educational standpoint. So I, and it sounds stupid, but I had a Excel spreadsheet and I wrote Monday, <laughs> Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday. Yeah. And I would write X's for when I would have sex. Mm -hmm. And then I would document like, oh, like you looked at it like a graph, like you looked at the graph yeah. of like what was going and, on. That's right. interesting. And that's when I found out that like, and it's, it's not that I was doing this to share it with her, but I had to kind of analyze myself so I can come to her with, hey, this is what I've been doing. And it took me like, you know, and it's it I felt like a like I mean a you have to do it over back. time. No, listen, there are two yeah, kinds but, of people on this planet, okay? There's problem solvers and there's problem havers. I can't fucking right. stand problem havers. And you know what I'm talking I about? Like they have a, a problem fucking, and they don't want a solution yeah. and they just want to complain I about it. I don't want an imitation of your pity party. If if nobody's yeah. gonna do it, yeah, I'm you're a, you're a problem solver. There's nothing right. better so I, than I that. I didn't want to enter into this relationship mm -hmm. going, Well, I'm just gonna wait for her to come to me. So I it took maybe a couple months. I mean, I remember it being cold when I started and relatively warm when I finished and I approached her. Um, but I realized that for her, she's perfectly fine with twice a month. Yeah. And it, like, it's like on the, and you know, and her, she's got, you know, physical, like, not issues, but I mean, she's got heavy periods and a lot of discomfort before, and then a little bit of discomfort after, but it's like catching her at that right time. So it's like, I don't want to download an app that just tells me when it right to, jump my wife's bones yeah i want she to... probably knows because like when a woman yeah. ovulates she just wakes up horny like and that's like you know it's like procreation right like your body wants you to go mm -hmm. get pregnant right and it's just like nature uh right. you know there's other times women are horny besides when they're ovulating right you could be horny every day as a woman but like there is a real feeling that is more powerful if you're super aware of your body i think that a lot of women right. can tell when they are so i kind of i i didn't graph it out i drew it out my cycle is, you know, 48 hours. So mm -hmm. it's a very, very small circle. Her cycle is a larger circle. I could fit maybe 10 to 12 of my cycles inside of hers before she's, <laughs> you know, before she's wanting me. I can, and I, and, I, and I drew it out for her. And it looked like one of those spirographs where it's like, here's me, I'm this little ball. Here's you. You're this big. And I'm not saying you're empty because you're vapid and soulless. I'm saying you're <laughs> empty because I fit inside of you. Yeah. So then I drew. So here's one and here's you. And then I, I graphed it out where I showed here's day one or day zero where we're actually, you know, we're, we're fucking. And then here's where my mind goes. And by day three, um, I get to a point where I have a pit in my stomach where either I feel unattractive and like it's funny because I can tell looking at my gym progress that I lift a shitload more weights when I feel sexy. Mm -hmm. I'm fucking strong as shit 
when I am getting boned on the regular. You know what I'm saying? Uh So I know that it affects everything in my life. So when I came to her, I said, hey, this affects everything to my business performance, to my uh, performance as a father, to my uh, performance as a friend. I feel more put together after we fuck than the 14 or 15 days when we're not fucking. Right. So I, I, I approached her via text message and said, Hey, tonight when the kids are done, I want when the kids are down for sleep, I would like to have a quick discussion. I want to show you something. Right. And it was, it was uncomfortable for the first 10 minutes. I mean, I stammered over my words. I was super fucking nervous. I mean, you had like a, you had like a whole spreadsheet of, uh, right? Like, <laughs> You, did you show I, her I didn't this bring anything Oh, okay. No. I thought there was no, visual no. aid. No, no visual aids. I, 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 had, I had a piece of paper with a pen. I mean, you told me I, she's I super, super smart. I, I mean, I would actually like oh, yeah. be, I would actually like the chart. Like, I thought maybe she would appreciate the chart. Anyway, go on. But but that would that would have relayed to her that I've been analyzing this for weeks at a time. Right, 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 right. Which, which would, ramp, why didn't you bring this to me before? Yeah. So I had to basically explain to her, I've been thinking about this for a while. Yeah. And I've been documenting just my feelings. So when I explained that to her, um, excuse me, number one, she was kind of put off like saying, well, like, what are you, what are you saying? I'm like, well, what I'm saying is my needs are statistically speaking, 97% more than your needs. Yeah. Which means that when I am frustrated or quick to pounce or react to a kid or something like that, I'm not saying that I'm not an asshole. I'll be the first to admit I'm a dick, but I am less of a dick and I'm less of an asshole when I'm sexually satisfied. Right. Now, when, I'm you, not when you have that release. Right. So I don't want starfish sex. I don't want, I don't like having sex when she's not into it. Like mm-hmm. it's, it, it turns what is starfish sex way. when they're just like laying there with their legs spread? Oh, <laughs> like, and, and thankfully she's never like when she gets into it, she's fine. Yeah. But it's like, yeah, the first, you know, five, 10 minutes, I feel like I literally, I feel like a rapist. Like, yeah. I was oh, going to say like, she's just letting me, right. I don't like just have my way with her. I mean, of course, we're able, if we're role playing, that's what we're doing. That's one thing. But I don't like feeling like she's just. Wait, you're breaking up. I didn't hear a word you said. I don't. You have to repeat that. It just broke up totally. I didn't hear I would much it. I don't, rather, I, don't, I don't like. I don't want her to go through the motions. You don't want her to go through just, the motions. Good news. Strictly Anonymous podcast is looking for people to call into the show. So if you lead an interesting, naughty secret life that you want to talk about while remaining anonymous or not anonymous, if you're out and proud, that's cool too. Send me an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. That's strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com. Or go to my website, strictlyanonymouspodcast.com. Dot com and click on be on the show. If you have a short confession that you want to get off your back, call my confessions hotline 347-420-3579. That's 347-420-3579. You could call that number 24-7. I change all the voices on the confessions too. So you remain anonymous. The number, the website, and the email address will all be in the description. want her to have just like pity sex with me so i will have no sex versus pity sex but that doesn't change my little tiny fucking cycle and the fact that i go literally insane by like day 11 by day 11 like i i have to like remind myself to breathe because i will hold my like i hold my breath and next thing i know i'm I'm on a phone call and are you okay are you running i'm like no sorry i just forgot to breathe and it sounds stupid but my body is wired in a way where if i'm not connected and like I said, it doesn't have to be a physical connection. If I'm in a robotic fashion, I am a different person. Right. So when I approached her about it. Let me ask you this. Were it, you it, it, like, because sure. were you jerking off during that time? Sure. Okay. But that doesn't matter. It's the connection, right? It's not just about the release or the orgasm. In, right. Right. Okay. That's what I want to make right. sure. I mean, I, I had actually considered, you know, not joining the no fat movement, but actually I had actually considered, you know, what if I just said, fuck it, I'm celibate. Yeah. And I, I got about four or five days in and uh, yeah, I don't want to be that guy. Like right. I was, I was a dick, mm-hmm. like eating apples and then like slamming doors and just, yeah, I, I was, I was a dick. I didn't want to be that guy. Yeah. But when I, I would get to a point physically where like, it hurt my stomach to think about the fact that I'm lonely. I haven't been touched. 
Um, I've got like meetings up the ass and I won't be able to even get home. Like the distance physically was bothering me, but not as much as like that internal God, I'm, I'm just, I'm lonely, mm-hmm. you know, and I've, I've got a successful marriage. I mean, my kids are happy. If, if you ever meet my children, they're happy. Right. And they know that I love their wife a shitload more their than mother, I love right. them mm-hmm. because exactly like she's my world. Yes, she is your world, but I would not, I would take her solo versus you over her any day. And that's, that's not me saying I don't love my children. That's me just saying this marriage is built on us, not the things that are, are a product of it. Right. Mm-hmm. So when I, when I explained to her where I was coming from, um, there was a good 20 minute silence where she was like taking it in. Cause I mean, if anybody tells you, Hey, I've been thinking about this and they say how long and you say uh, eight weeks why didn't you come tell me? So that conversation started. So I think if I would have had like the grasp. Yeah, yeah. She would have really been like, oh, she would have been like, oh, shit. Yeah. Which means, well, if you're hiding that from me, what else are you hiding from me? That's the thing. I'm not. I didn't hide it from you. I prepared the information in such a way where I could explain it to you and I wouldn't feel like a creep. Yeah. Because the last thing I'm okay with sharing, you know, fetishes or things that I'm into with her, but not always. I mean, (laughs) that takes practice to, you know, you're developing trust with someone. And it doesn't come overnight. It doesn't come in five years. Sometimes it doesn't come for a fucking decade. So, right. I mean, I understand where I'm coming from. But when I finally explained it to her, she's like, well, what can I change? Like, you, you can fuck me whenever you want. I'm like, I don't want that. Like, I honestly don't want to fuck you whenever I want. Because, again, that goes back to the fucking, you know, the the, 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 the whole sex. It, <laughs> Yeah, that, and then I feel like a fucking. Rich yeah, no, all that stuff is like you gotta listen wife. to that. Yeah, you gotta listen to the podcast where she t- she talks all about that kind of stuff, and like a woman thinks like I'm gonna, you can see that, but a man that yeah, you when we get off, yes. you go listen to that. It's like it'll be fe- listen to your ride home. It's only like thirty eight minutes or something. It's so fucking good. But anyway, go on. So cool. you didn't want that, and she then because she's just trying to also solve the problem, right? Like, okay, so like, what can right. I do? I'll let you have me every day, but like, that's not. You needed more than that. You yeah, wanted the real want... thing right. in some way, even right? So you guys had to figure out yeah. how so could she, you create a real thing a re- that she's going to be into that isn't going to be actual sex, right? Because she only really wants that to like a couple days a week, a, a month, right? A month. Right. Yeah. So she rattled off all these different ways that she could, you know, quote unquote, please me. I mean, hand jobs. She doesn't like giving blowjobs. So yeah. the like the the annual blowjob, which I never turned down, but I'm always surprised when it happens. Annual. Um, oh, my God. What? Oh, she 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 did not have a good. I, I'm basing it on the fact that she didn't have a good boyfriend before she met me and he ruined her. OK. Um, but again, it's it's never been like like whatever. It's it's fine. Yeah, yeah, okay. Like every ninety nine point nine 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 percent of everything about her is fucking brilliant. So I'm right. not worried about it. Yeah, yeah, of course. But I mean, she listed off all these things that she could do for me. Like, I'll leave you my panties. I'll um, I can tell you what to do. Um, you can dry hunt my ass. They call it hot dogging, whatever. Like all these <laughs> different. You can titty fuck me. You can do all these different things that don't involve me, you know, penetrating her. And I'm like, eh, that's that's fine, but that involves you and it's physical. And once it's over, it's over. And mm-hmm. she didn't, she had a hard time understanding that when I said, once it's over, it's over. And I explained to her, one of the ways that I got to this point in my life is I analyzed the fact that every time we're having sex, I'm going, shit, this might be the only time I have sex this month. So I try to like, you know, not bust out every fucking move, but it's like, I try to relish in it because it, it's rare to me. And that turned into a, well, it's taking too long now. I'm uncomfortable, you know, so, okay. So I have to hurry up and get it over with unless I can tell that she's reciprocating and things are fucking hot. Yeah. So I had explained to her. So like, I guess this kind of goes back to like when I first started masturbating, I mean, the internet was fresh, but it wasn't something with a dial up connection where you could get, you know, like fucking videos. Yeah. And also I didn't want, I didn't want to leave like a freaking trail of, you know, viruses and shit on my parents' computer. So it came down to how do I, consume something that feeds my you know erotic you know energies but doesn't basically leave a residue or you know potentially fuck up you know my parents computer system so i i started just like reading uh, erotica so i like again i got really interested in the written word because i could read the same paragraph over and over and over again and it would get progressively hotter because i'm the fucking producer right mm-hmm. so I've known since I first started getting involved in reading that the written word allows me to fucking change everything about what I'm reading without changing what I'm reading, if that makes sense. Like, I can change the time of day, the fucking weather, the color of the people participating. I can do all of that without having to 
you know, edit the written word. Right. Because I'm an I'm the producer of my own fucking inner porno in my brain, you know. Mm-hmm. So I had explained to her, I'm like, well, can we just I'm not asking for full on, you know, sexting, but you know, will you answer questions once in a while? Will you you know, play Would You Rather or Truth or Dare with me once in a while. And it started off with, you know, her, uh, you know, texting me when she knew that I was masturbating. And then, you know, she's at work, so that's not always freaking possible. So then, you know, we had to get kind of creative with it. And it can last, you know, four or five days where we're having a conversation um, about, you know, what time to pick up the kids, what time is, you know, hockey practice and all that other shit, you know, what to get at the fucking grocery store, regular mundane shit. Mm-hmm. But then in the same string, she could also be feeding that erotic part of me that needs that constant connection, that constant sexuality so that I'm not a fucking asshole. Right. So it, it, it progressed from, you know, sex where she's being relatively graphic about what she's going to do to me or what she did to me, to her and vice versa. Um, and it, once that kind of lost its luster, it, it turned into like truth or dare questions or um, but give me an example I, of like, give me an example of like both situations. So first, when you guys first started, was she shy at first or did it seem were you like, wow, like she's actually this is something she's actually like really good at, like right off the bat uh, or like a little bit of both. Like at first it was like she was timid and she would have like one or two or three word answers. Mm-hmm. Um, and then she would give me like simple demands like go masturbate into my panties. Like, okay, that's, I was going to do that anyway, but okay. Mm-hmm. And it, it, it went from that stuff to asking, like my big thing is her asking me questions drives me fucking crazy. Like, what are you doing? And I say, I'm, I'm masturbating. Yeah. And then she's like, what do you, like, um, are you, are you, are you using props? Are you looking at something on the computer? Are you looking at something on your phone? What are you, what are you using? And then I would explain what I'm using and then she'd have me describe certain things. So she's not really the one sexting, but she's pulling it out of me in some respects. And right. sometimes mm-hmm. uh, or during some examples of what I'm explaining to you. Right. Right. And then right. Other times it's. um, will say, do you want a question? Right. Well, say, that's what evolved into. You said like after it was just the back and forth, then it would start right. with the questions and the truth or dare. Who initiated that? Who thought of that? Uh, me. Because I knew that she was uncomfortable constantly, not constantly, but occasionally talking about, you know, using, you know, giving me a blowjob or um, my rock hard cock. I mean, it just it got to the point where it almost felt like super forced. And I didn't yeah, want that's that. why I remember I, I said I like that would be like my worst nightmare, like having to write all that out all the time. You know, yeah. what I mean, it's a lot of work. But, but you don't realize <laughs> that the, the simple act of asking, what are you thinking about is fucking hot. Right. I mean, at least it is for me. Mm-hmm. So she would ask me, you know, what are you thinking about? And I would tell her and she would respond with that's fucking hot. Like, what are they wearing? So she's helping me. That's smart. Right. She's not really shit. having to say as much. She makes she just prompts exactly. you to say the stuff and create your own sort of fantasy. But she's just like helping and guiding you to sort of create that. Yes. Right. That's smart. So, it, yeah, that's, and that's easy that for her. Into, <laughs> so hard. Yeah, totally. Because all she's doing is letting me lead. Yeah. She's just asking those little tiny questions that only take four to five words in a question mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's not so, so bad. I, I'm, I'm going to try phone. that next time someone sex me. I'm just going to like to do the whole question thing and said because sometimes Put you feel pressure. Well. Yeah, and like maybe that's what guys just like and need and that could be like, you know, and so I don't know and I'll report back to my listeners whether that worked with other guys or it's just you. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it, it doesn't have to be everyone who is sexting. Ha- it's not script to script. No, I know, but I think that women is... think that that's what guys well, like. You have to say all that stuff, like you said, the cock and the, uh, you know, and you have to get so graphic and like you know that they want you to say the same stuff back. But like maybe I'm gonna try the next time someone's doing this, maybe to do the questions and just make it go on like that, right? Yes. And see if right. like that is uh, good for him too. And I have a feeling it might be. Maybe that's like what guys would like and I think that it's interesting for girls to know that they could do that too because I think we just think that we have to give back that same thing you know what I mean no totally and, mm-hmm. and, and that's like my the basis for all of this is that vulnerability is fucking sexy right so when she asked me what are you thinking about and I respond with something like well it's kind of embarrassing right and then she then she says something like well embarrassing is fucking sexy like the fact that I'm vulnerable in front of her makes her realize that I trust her implicitly and that trust that vulnerability is fucking hot right Mm -hmm. so when she knows that she knows that she's like you know she's assisting me in in you know reaching orgasm or whatever but those things continue into the bedroom because sometimes while we're fucking 
she'll say things in my ear that refer back to things that we had discussed via text message. Right. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's, it's like, I'm telling you, it's fucking hot. And like, she never would do that kind of stuff when you guys were together before. Right. Yeah. Because there, there wasn't, there wasn't writing the porno in my head together. Like we didn't have that. It was, Hey, are you horny? I am horny. Let's fuck. And and it it was, there was not a lot of communication. Mm -hmm. So, excuse me, everything that I was reading about, you know, because I listen to sex podcasts in my car because, I, like I said, I'm fucking horny all the time. And yeah. I want to know better ways to communicate with someone. And when someone is your partner, you don't just go, oh, well, they're perfect in every way, but they're not horny ever. You don't use that as a basis to fucking leave them. I mean, you could if it was like years at a time. I mean, I don't have a dead bedroom. Yeah. But, I mean, I've read the fucking subreddit because I'm curious. Am I? Is there something wrong with me? Right. Is the fact that I'm, you know, healthy, able-bodied. I can lift some fucking cars. Like I, I, I feel strong. Like why are you not fucking me? Well, yeah. it's not me. It's her. So when you get over yourself, and and that was the hardest thing. I mean, I have to get over myself. You know, multiple times a month to realize that it's not me, it's her. But she knows that it's her. So all I really have to do is go, hey, you got a minute for a question? And then, like I was saying before, I I basically compiled a list of like three hundred or four hundred questions. Some of them are corny and stupid. But I just copied and pasted wait, into a freaking notepad so file. So did you do all that at, at one in one time or did that happen? Did that whole list? Because when you, I think you told me in the email like, oh, like she'll just pick it off or sometimes she'll just send me a number and I could yeah. refer to a bunch of lists. Of so I was assuming that that list grew over time just with all the questions. But did you, you actually like sat down one day and like wrote out the, all the questions that you would like and then gave them no, to her? No, I mean, like, some, sometimes they're off the top of the head and sometimes they're actually... Like, I'll just find, you know, sexy questions to ask your partner. Yeah. And some of them are just fucking horrible. But it, like when she gives me a number, <laughs> I go to that area. And if they're all corny, I'll just skip it or make one up. Right. But the number and the reference isn't as important as the fact that we're we're, we're communicating. Like, yeah. we're, she knows that I'm in a frame of mind where even though I got a thousand meetings and a thousand deadlines, she understands that I need that connection um, and that I'm going to eventually masturbate with that fucking, you know, fab fodder or whatever you want to call it. Yeah. Like she knows that that's what's going to happen and she's okay with it because I'm not fucking somebody else. I'm right. not cheating on her. I'm not going to go somewhere else. I, she's my fantasy. She's my porn star. I'm writing the movie in my head. She's just kind of helping me with figuring out what the fucking plot line is for the particular day. Right. So and- the, the questions are kind of like a, they're, they're little, little anchors to just start a conversation and then kind of go from there. Yeah, and it must be great for her or just like, uh, you know, because I think like even though, I don't know, I w- maybe she gets busy and all her kids and all her stuff too. But I mean, on some like level, it must have been like a weight on her back feeling like that she wasn't on the same page as you and she wasn't able to say, you know what I mean? And that she could yeah. just do this and know that you're completely taking care of much be a, a release for her too, I think in a big way. No, absolutely. You know, and and to know yeah. that, you know what I'm saying? She doesn't have to like, you know, sort of uh, there isn't that sort of unspoken elephant in the room where like, you know, she knows you're not getting it, but she's not into it. You know, that typical thing that I think is just sort of in the middle of a lot of people's long term. Yeah. Relationships, the stuff that's right? sitting there on that tightrope that could either become petty and resentful or a full on blowout like a fight. Yeah. It's, it's, but it's, it's that not, thing like, that's we, in, we haven't had those. Yeah. Because we're we're communicating through me telling her what my needs are. Right. And I'm not I don't have any expectations for her. Like like I said, I mean, you don't have to do anything. <laughs> Just respond back with, you know, simple five word questions. I mean, it's I'm not I don't need you to write me a graphic sex novel or erotic fiction. Could you do me like I'm dying to just like hear like like I don't know I was thinking before like should I just ask him like to read out like a couple of the last kinds of texts like this that you had would you be open to that or I was thinking when I read your email and you were calling the show like should I ask you to read some of the questions that you I think people would like to hear like an a real life example like you know and I don't know if you'd be open to reading a couple of the texts or telling and I should have probably told you to have the questions ahead of time I don't know if you have those questions and you could read us some of them like i'm interested let me all right well you know i I found one because it was just monday so it's not like it's all right good so this was the last Um, this is a text message exchange between you guys yeah okay cool so she 
she just wrote, uh, is your dick hard? And this is like at, you know, during the morning when she's at work and I'm about to go. And does she know? And let me ask you this. Does she know that that's the time that you would normally be like do it? Like that's, that's okay, cool. So she sent you that while she's already. She asks, is your dick hard? And I, I write, yes. And then she writes back, did I catch you being dirty? And I write back, ha, yeah. Um, and she asks, are you watching a girl suck off a cock? And I said, uh, I happen to be doing exactly that. And she writes <laughs> back, hot. Um, I bet you want to watch a guy fuck me and then help cle- help me clean off his cock. And then I just write back, hot. And then she writes back, then you can clean up my dirty pussy. And then I write back, fucking hot. And then she writes back, are you ready to come? And I write close. And she writes back, imagine fucking my ass while I'm sucking off another guy. I have his dick in my mouth and your dick in my ass. And then I just write back, uh, ah, came. And then she writes, love you. Have a good day. Oh, my God. Back, that's the you. best thing ever. Right. That's she knows First of all, like, she's just, got a freak flag. You're what? But she's got a freak flag. Like, look at the shit she says. I mean, does she, is that like, did you find out over time, like a lot of sort of things that may be like her fantasies? Like, and it just it doesn't mean that you're going to go out and do it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But it's interesting no, and, and the and stuff she throws your way, are. right? Right. And those questions are like super simple. Have you ever imagined a scenario where there's another there's a third person in our bedroom and then she'll write yes. And I'm like, all right. In that scenario, do you picture it being a woman or a man? And she writes back, I picture it being a man. I'm like, okay, what look like? Oh, so oh, you know what? For some reason, let me just faceless. Wait, but this is the thing. I won't forget to get back to that whole thing. But like I was always thinking when you were talking about the questions that they were ones that she would have you that she would ask you and then you would start talking. These are questions that you would ask her and would prompt her to sort of tell you things. Right. And then she'd go, okay, your turn. And then I would answer the same question. And she would have different follow up questions. That's good. That's good. So it's that really helps so So that someone doesn't have to think of this shit all the time themselves. Do you know what I mean? So Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So, so when when I would I'd be asking her like yeah. like what does the guy look like and she said well he's I don't he doesn't have a face he's faceless in my fantasy mm-hmm. um but he's not too muscular not flabby um you know and she just like I I asked her to describe the guy okay what's he doing like well he's watching us fuck yeah okay what what's he doing while he's watching us fuck well he's also masturbating okay and and, and then you just kind of take the fantasy until that point when either I've got to go for work or she's got to go for work or I come or it's to be continued, whatever. But then I can utilize those text messages the next time I'm masturbating and she's busy and I can go back to that movie that I was scripting in my head. Yeah. And next, you know, and it's, it's, I know that it sounds fucking, you know, super high school, but what it does is it allows me to use my imagination and feel connected to her without ever running the risk of her thinking that I'm fucking looking elsewhere. Cause I'm not. Yeah, and I don't think it sounds uh, super high school at all. What, the fact that you like to read the text or anything? And I think, like, when it comes to, like, even dating and sex, like, we're all the same age. I don't care how old you are. You know what I mean? It's always, it's kind of, right. like, always the same thing. Do you know what I mean? Like, it's like, yeah. so I don't think it's high school at all. I You know? Um, and like I said, I think you're, like, super self-aware. And I think, like, a lot of sort of men listening to this, they might not... They might have never put two and two together to know the things that you do, but you know, and but I think the way you're laying it out, they a lot of guys might be like, huh, like I totally could relate to that. You know what I mean? And right. maybe they didn't yeah. even know, right? Well, it's it, it all has to go back to the fact that if you're miserable, yeah, whose fault is it? And right. it's like you said, problem solvers or problem havers, like, dude, I got a boner all the time. That's a fucking problem that Whose problem is it? Well, it's mine. I own it. It's my fucking cock. Yeah. And then when I say, well, I've been married for a while and, you know, sex went from every other day to once every week to once every other week. And I don't want it to go any less than that. So I need to remind her that I'm still here. I'm still engaged. I'm still committed. Um, But my needs are a lot different than yours are. And as I've, you know, as I'm getting older, my needs are increasing while they're not. Hers but might go, but you have to that. understand. Let me just tell you, because she's young too. She's in her early thirties, right? 
right? Late 30s, yeah. Late 30s, how old now? Oh, right, because that was six years ago I asked you. Hers might, like, your kids are older now. Like, uh, late 30s to, like, women's peak goes up then, I'm telling you. Like, she might get a wave that comes on. You'll see, and especially the kid, like the kids are getting older, right? They were like super young at the time when this started. You yep. had just had a baby, yeah. right? So I yep. think uh, that kind of stuff, you might see a resurgence. I'm just wondering, does she ever use those? Like, did you find that like doing all this with her, like would increase her times of the month or no? Um, I, She's the kind of person where she kind of takes the weight of the world on her shoulders. So sometimes you have, it takes a, takes a while to get her to remember that she's allowed to be a sexual being. Oh God, um, you, you're gonna make it, her listen to that podcast too. Wait till you hear this podcast. You're gonna make let her have totally. her listen to it too. So <laughs> go on. Totally. Yeah, they talk a lot um, about that with women. She's, you know, she, I, I think she's pretty uh, ritualistic in that it's, you know, it's five to ten minutes in bed before she gets out of bed. She's not using like she doesn't use porn. Right. She doesn't use erotica. I mean, she's just never, but she... like, she's not like, except those times that she's with you, you like this hasn't right. sort of increased her horniness and like made her sort of a little bit more sexual and, or, and, cause I would no. think maybe it would maybe bring her closer to that part of herself because she is saying like super hot things to you and really using her yeah. imagination too as well. No, absolutely. It's uh nothing that, I mean, I, I know that our frequency definitely um, increased after. So I it had... did. Yeah, but not not where it's like, oh, it's because of this. I mean, it's it's I, I'm I do my best to keep my dick on her mind. Right. Mm-hmm. Whether or not she's having independent thoughts of my dick or somebody else's dick or just the dick in general. Well, the is, scenarios, you know, those hot scenarios, you know what I mean? That she's yeah. coming up with that maybe it's making her think like, you know, and right. And and yeah, she's comfortable saying those things to you and you're accepting of it and stuff. So I would think that yeah, would I mean, help like, her get in touch with that side of herself. Right. I mean, the frequency may not increase, but definitely the quality is a lot fucking hotter than it was, you know, six years ago. So it helped sure. with that for sure. That's great. Yeah. I mean, like the, the quantity is something that I think it's always going to be an issue just because physically speaking, she's not, not wired that way. Yeah, you just but don't know, she, though, if she has that, that thing that happens to women. They reach their peak yep. much later than men. So you might be right. surprised. I'm looking forward to being yeah, surprised. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Yeah. God knows what's going to happen at that time if that happens. Because, like, you know, yeah. you guys have been discussing all these kinds of things. Um, and I, I was just wondering, I wish, like, you know, I wonder if, like, you were inside her head, like, is it, like, do those things, like, really turn her on? Is she just saying it to you for you? Is there something about it that turns her on, well, too? Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, I, I think the repeatability of some of the questions, I mean, I'm I'm pretty sure the idea of somebody watching us fuck is hot to her. Yeah. Um, you know, whether or not we'd ever go through with it, we don't have to go that way because yeah. it's a fantasy. We'll exactly. If you have a good enough um, imagination, you could imagine that while it's happening. And then when yeah. you're done, you don't have to go take 10 showers to, you know, because you're because you just exactly do something like so gross you know, or something. You know what I mean? Like it's you can right. keep we it don't have to go way. get IV antibiotics because we, you know, follow our fucking <laughs> fantasy. It's like, exactly. No, like I'm number one. I want to be committed. Number two, I want to be safe. Number three, I want it to be fucking hot. So if it's just words. Those words fuel a part of my brain that allow me to utilize that fantasy, not just that first time, but I can refer back to that. You know, any guy who says they don't have a spank bank is fucking lying. So oh, like, I, yeah. I, I don't can, know I that any guy through. would ever say that they don't. <laughs> right? Yeah, I've I've come across a couple, oh, that's why I always look at porn. Like, oh, well, I, sometimes, like, and, and that's the other thing, too, is that my wife understands that my drive is a lot higher than hers. So I, it's not that I have permission, but she knows that I'm usually... Once she starts snoring, the bed's going to start shaking because I'm going to fucking take care of myself. And that's an understanding that we have. But, I mean, that I always give her the option of participating. And once in a while, she'll, you know, just put her hand on my stomach while I finish. I mean, that's fucking hot. Once in a while, she put her hand on my leg. You know, it's like she understands that I'm doing this. And I'm also not afraid to let her know that I'm doing this. And sometimes I have the text messages open because I'm reading what she had said to me that morning. Right. So it's, and that's the spank thing. Uh, stuff that you have does she what about pictures yeah. and stuff do you guys do that yeah once in a while she'll send me pictures for sure i got a i got a vault of uh awesome fucking pictures of my wife absolutely right I mean, mm-hmm. it's a little bit more that's a little bit more dangerous than just the written word but i mean yeah it's 
And also the fact that the kids now have old devices, it's like you got to be safe with what you do with the picture when and you got to get it off your photo stream and blah, 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 blah. Right. So, I mean, there's <laughs> there's technical issues as to why that's not as common as I would like it to be. But I don't pressure her for that shit, because the last thing I want to do is get hacked and find a picture of my dick on uh, the Internet somewhere. So that right. I'm into. Mm-hmm. So, like, you know, we have boundaries that are unspoken, but it's like, let's be realistic here. Like, yeah, you're you're in the moment. And like, I always call it drunk on sex or fucking just horny as shit, like where you're not thinking straight. Yeah, that's you what I always gotta, say. You're like a drunk person. You like, got to get like, there. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You're you're stoned, you're bone stone, whatever the fuck you want to call it. So I know that I don't make decisions in that moment. I might take the things that we talk about in those moments and have a casual conversation about them. But that doesn't mean that. I uh, am allowed to make decisions while I'm in that kind of frame of mind that could negatively impact my wife, me and my family. So, right, 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 right. So that's the picture taking, you mean, stuff like that or. Right. I mean, going a little bit farther than just talking about it can, you know, like I, I don't want to have like risk sucks. I mean, risk is, is sexy when you're both in the same room and you're and you're talking about it. But let's be honest. I mean, what's more important, having a super fucking sexy hot night with a orgy room full of people or having good sex and then waking up the next morning and being able to, you know, get back to regular life. Right. So I, I think she understands that even though we're, you know, she's, she's role playing with me with words. She also knows that I respect the absolute shit out of her and I want my sexual needs to hurt her, harm her or, you know, fuck up her life in any way. How long do you feel like it took that once you got into this practice? Because you had that definite moment where you sat down and said, this is the deal. I've been thinking about this. You had your secret graft, right? And you knew the way you were feeling and, you know, in your cycles, mm-hmm. right? So the minute you started this up, like how long did it take before you saw the your cycles changing and you didn't feel like shit anymore like you used to feel? Well, I still feel like shit once in a while because I, I, I because like why I said, you just cut out because why? Because I'm human and I I turn petty, I turn resentful, mm-hmm. and it's not like I treat her different, but I'm a I, I turn into a different person. I just have to remind myself, you know, and that's that's part of being an adult too is remembering that you are capable of fucking up, capable of slipping. It's what I do to get back, not not just in like not, but what I do to get back to the fact that everything is fine. I'm just horny, mm-hmm. you know. It's like I I have to be able to get back to that. And just to know to, that it's just a feeling and it's not like anything yeah. bigger than that and not to sort of like yeah. make it this big emergency thing that happens. That right. needs to be you know, something's like a big problem. Exactly. So if, if we get like a weekend and haven't had sex, she hasn't given me any orders, she hasn't left out her panties, she hasn't like squeezed my butt or, you know, grabbed my balls while I'm getting ready. You know, if she hasn't done anything playful. And I don't turn into a little bitch, which is the resentful husband who goes, ah, my wife thinks I'm fat and ugly and I'm never going to have sex again. As long as I don't turn that corner and I go straight because I, I made this path, which made it OK to say, hey, wife, husband is fucking horny. Mm-hmm. I'm not asking you to open your mouth or your legs. I'm asking you to engage with me so that my imagination will allow me to feel connected to you. But instead of actually saying that, is that when you just like, do you say that with a text, with a question? Like, how do you say that? Usually what I'll do is I'll I'll engage her with, um, have time for a question. Mm -hmm. And then she'll write back, yes, or hey, I'm going into a meeting or I'm on a conference call. I can't respond right away, but yes. And it's very rare that she ever says no. Mm -hmm. Um. But it's like, I, I, it's not that I just start doing that at one o'clock on a Tuesday. It's like, you know, we both got professional lives to lead. Yeah. It's more of like, she knows that certain days of the week, my schedule is different than hers. So when she sends me a text during one of those moments, when she knows I'm normally doing what I'm doing, I can rely on the fact that she knows what I'm doing when she texts me. So she's, she's engaging with me occasionally during those times. And if I need like a, a reminder, I can always reach out, but I right. to be and not be petty or resentful and first one to bring it up because she's the first one to admit it. She's in her life. She's not always paying attention besides her children. And it's like, I don't want to be, you know, another kid of hers. Um, oh, God, I also don't want to live. I don't want to live in a sexless marriage. Yeah. 
everything you've said like 18 things that you're going to hear this lady talk talk about on the podcast awesome uh, so i'm not completely fucking crazy awesome no you're like i think it's a very common thing i think you're like you express it and like i said you have like a direct sort of uh connection to what is going on because i think a lot of men don't know why things are happening to them or why they're feeling certain things or why they're acting certain ways. And I read this like amazing book once and it really, cause like as women, we like sometimes like ask guys like, why'd you do that? And they like, they're like, I don't know. And you're thinking they're like lying, right? They just seem like to total liars because they're like acting and doing things that women could see the reason why we could see it as women. I'm not talking about you cause you seem like a different kind sure. of guy, but most guys. Right. And I remember reading this book once where this guy talked about how like, cause like, you know, listen, you've, I don't know. Do you have boys and girls as kids? Like I have a son, right? I mean, he is cries as much as any girl kid out there. You know what I mean? I mean, like we all come out the same. We have all the range of emotions, yep. you know what I mean? But somewhere along sure. the line, men, because of society and the way that it is, and young boys aren't like taught to sort of talk about their feelings. So they lose that connection yep. to where they're coming from, right? Because they can't talk yep. about it. So they still react to their feelings because they have feelings, right? So they do things, right? Because of how they're feeling, but they don't know why they're doing it. And it really like yep. was like a life-changing moment for me to hear that because I was just like, oh my God, it's like guys aren't lying. They're not like morons, you know? They don't have that connection. They lost that when they were little yep. kids, right? Because of society would say so they don't know and so women always seem like we're crazy because we're accusing guys of doing things but we know where that's coming from because we have that connection to our feelings we know you know, we know why we're doing things but then there's guys like right. you and maybe you were just raised differently or you had that more communication in your life or you're just more communicative as a person you know more intense because you're the scorpio i know that right maybe and you didn't you lose that connection so you have that as a guy right but it's not like you're different the only difference with you i think is that you were able to sort of express it you know where it's coming from and you could just like and you could literally put it on paper <laughs> it's what you did right right whereas a lot of guys yeah, like, this is all happening but they don't fucking know why it. what i didn't attack the issue as if it was somebody else's problem i just looked at it all right this is the issue it's not hers it's not mine together mm -hmm. it's ours right but what, what what could i do to change it i don't want starfish sex i don't want her to feel like um she's my you know fleshlight like no, I don't think any everything. guy wants that. That's like, the whole, I do that's dishes, so I do laundry, I cook, I yeah. go shopping. Yeah. I don't like I don't want to be the fucking 1950s house husband, not house husband, but the house husband who comes home and the wife's wearing an apron. Fuck that. Like right. sometimes my cooking's better than hers. Right. I like the way I do laundry more than she does. Mm -hmm. It's like that's but I'm also I'm a man in 2018. I'm not afraid to admit uh I chip in just as much as she does while some of her responsibilities are different than mine. We are the parents together. She yeah. doesn't do anything more than, than I do. I don't do anything more than she does because we're a fucking team. And I think when you get past the idea and it, it all falls back on why am I being the little bitch? And that's me using the masculine to kind of pull out the feminine. Why am I acting like a little bitch? Being a little bitch is not a feminine trait. <laughs> right. It's when anybody gets so full of being petty the woe is me the problem havers i'm not a problem haver fuck that guy inside of me but it doesn't mean it's not a part of me so well, it doesn't mean that I you don't to, you like, don't everyone gets problems and has problems problem havers are the people that don't want solutions for the problems exactly. you know what i mean well i want a solution because i really want to fuck all the time right but like how much do you think because you've been you're doing you you've been at this for six years with her right and this is pretty much the, mm -hmm. the way you guys have dealt with that problem like you said like it's yep. it has helped a little bit with like when it happens between you two but it's like you're still kind of in that place where she's only giving you sex like two times a month and you're doing all this other stuff so how much of a solution has it been like it, you know like if you're going to well, recommend it, it, it for somebody like else it, like so did it completely it like change things for you really still uh i don't i don't yeah i mean i, I think marriage in and of itself is mm -hmm. not a thing it's like a it's a constantly building up and breaking down, building up and tearing down. It's a constant but did, moving thing. No, I know that. But so, like, I, like how much did this sort of, did it just kind of take the edge off and it's still like something that you guys are working on? Did it, com yes. did it completely go from like, Oh, being like so sort of pissed off and all those cycles that you were having every, you know, three days to like not having that much at all. Like how much of a solution was it because 
I would think, I think it's a, it sounds it's a like it would good, be a good solution. It's a very good solution. It doesn't fix it every time. Yeah. You know, sometimes we have to have a, a fight or, you know, one of those uh, hate fucks. If you were uh-huh. to have one of those where you're both <laughs> just so pissed off, but you're yeah. so both so physically needy that you just end up fucking until you're both raw. Yeah. And then you kind of sit there in your glow and you start talking about shit. Like it's, it's, uh, I think it's, it's another tool to make sure that we don't ever get so far away from each other that we don't remember that we're together for a reason. Right. And now you do this mostly through text messages. Did you ever just try like when she's like, when she's in your room, right before she goes to sleep, like to just to have these, to ask her these questions and have these conversations face to face? No, absolutely. Yeah. We've done that a a number of times. Right. Mm -hmm. Probably the hottest shit I can imagine is when she's asking me questions as I'm jerking off. And it once in a while will actually turn into sex. That's what I was going to say, because I would wonder if like maybe then just hearing those things, it would get her sort of to a place where she was like interested. Right. Yeah. No, like that. That's that's happened uh, a lot. Yeah. Yeah. So that I think but it does again, sound with, like it's been know, a with, really with a house, good thing. With yeah. a house full of kids, it is difficult to kind of say, well, how many? Like, I don't have a, a frequency meter and like that, but I can definitely tell you that the conversations that we have via text message that keep me you know, satiated or placated, whatever the fucking word you want to use. The yeah. conversations we have then, when we have them in in person, are way hotter and once in a while lead to, you know. An, real uh, actual sex, right? Real actual sex, right. Yeah. And that's the that's that's the top of the mountain for you, <laughs> right? I Fuck mean, yeah. Come on. Fuck yeah. But I do think that the sexing and all that stuff that's going on definitely is way better than when you didn't have any of that right totally i was a miserable dick mm-hmm. that's what i mean so it has like i said i'm not making a blanket statement like it's like a uh it's one from black to white but i think it yeah, would, no, like, i think it I would totally get it. it would go like if, if you're a guy that was like having sex every two two times a month and with a woman you know and i think a lot of people are experiencing this especially when you put three kids in the mix right and that both yep. of you have jobs and careers um, yep. that it would go from you're having just that intimacy and that connection two times a month to having some sort of connection almost daily in some way, you know, that yeah, that would be a big difference. A week for sure. Yeah, that yep. would be a big difference in a relationship. Totally. Right. I'm just yeah, looking I mean, for I'm, like I, if people are out there like and it's like to recommend that maybe other people try it, you know, because I'm always like interested in helping people. Right. So I always think like, oh, as I'm listening to you speak, I'm like, how many people are listening to this and how many people could benefit from maybe trying this? Right. Like it's not just about what you're doing, but I think when you do something and you talk about it, it could help or maybe spark somebody else to think that, oh, they could try it as well. Right. No, absolutely. Like I, I would I would definitely recommend a self-evaluation of what are your needs? What What's the person that you turn into after two days, three days, four days, five days, six days, seven days post-sex? Like, if you are self-aware, at least to, to realize that you're a different person when you had it and when you need it, um, you can kind of determine, all right, well, that's me. And then you pay attention to her, like, if or, or him. I mean, if it's like, I have a couple uh, gay friends that had the same thing where one guy's super high libido and the other guy just doesn't give a shit. So it's like everybody has the same ups and downs. It just depends on which character you are at which time. Yeah, I think it's a very common problem. It's a very common problem. But let me ask you, for the guy that's... All right, but for the guy that's listening that has a wife that feels like, oh, she would be just way too shy to, like, sort of talk. You know what I mean? Like, how did you, like you know, sort of get your wife to really open up? Did it take, it was it just like time and just like going with it? Yeah. Right. That's what you would just recommend. Just like keep doing it and make her feel comfortable. Yep. Time and patience and prompting. uh, Yeah. And and not getting, not getting frustrated when I wasn't not, not saying not getting what I wanted, but I wasn't getting frustrated when it wasn't as hot as I thought it should be. Or like, I'm just uh, like, I'm, I'm letting her, communicate with me in my little, you know, naughty room without pressuring her to be anything that she doesn't want to be at that moment. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it was kind of a way I'm not pressuring her. I'm not shoving my dick in her mouth. I'm not trying to like, you know, shove her hand where she doesn't want it to be. I want to 
and I, I think this is true for most people like now is that they want to respect their partner. So I respect that she is the mother of my children, my wife, uh, and she doesn't have to fuck me. Mm-hmm. No, and nor and do you want I, her to I, I, have to do it. I, you don't want it that in that situation. That's the whole point. Yeah, that the I, whole point. I don't want to, you know, oh, I do the dishes. I should get a blowjob. No, it's not how it works. Right. So I want I want to be able to constantly remind her that we're a team. Um, I respect you. Uh, my situation is a little different because I do have a very high libido and you have a very low one. Um, but that doesn't mean that when you are in the mood, you don't satisfy me. So it's like, it's a, it's just, it's the same shit that I need just in a different fucking dose and a different fucking time. And what I think it's really good about this too, is that like, I mean, you know, six years later you're reading, you just read me a text that your wife's saying all kinds of crazy things. Right. Whereas I think, <laughs> you know, and that probably happened over time, right. With all those questions and stuff that, and I mean, Granted, you, like you said, it didn't sort of up or increase with the quantity of the time that you were. But I feel like for other people, maybe if they don't have kids or their wife is at a different stage of her life or whatever, you know, I think something totally. like this could really maybe like awaken a woman's sexuality backup that wasn't otherwise asleep or not there. You know, if you really just oh, yeah. give it some time and let her sort of feel comfortable to open up and explore her things and maybe help her like with the stuff that you did, which was the questions and the prompting and the asking, you know, um, yeah, and, and explaining that this I, is something that would be really helpful. Give me demands. Yeah, that's I, I think that's where it where she realized how much power she was holding in her hands. It wasn't just about me pulling information out of her. If she wasn't in the mood for that, she could tell me to do something and I would do it, whether it's dictating, you know, what I'm watching on a computer, what I'm thinking about, what I'm playing with as far as toys or panties or whatever, what have you. Like I'm giving her that power because her having that power, like I said, that vulnerability is hot. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. No, I think that's great. As long as she, it's the same as like if, if we're in the same room and she's not in the mood, um, it's as long as she is with me, whether it's text or in the same room or actively fucking me, I'm fine. Right. It's when it goes days and then a week and then two weeks without, excuse me, any connection. I mentally have a problem recuperating and not acting like a fucking immature dick. And the difference so between with you is that you use the word connection, whereas other guys would just say sex, right? But basically, they're both like, it's like the same thing, you know? And when you listen to the podcast, you'll hear her talk about that, right? And so that's where I think, like I said, like you say connection, where other guys, I think, would just say sex, sex. and But really, what they're talking about is exactly what you're talking about, which is Yeah, I'm not worried about how we fuck. I'm not worried about if it's a blowjob or a hand job or I just jerk off on her tits. I'm not worried about if... You know, she's wearing lingerie or she's wearing fucking sweatpants. All of my needs are all psychological, emotional. Right. I don't see them as me physically needing to have her, you know, jerk me off with two hands once in a while or, you know, lick but my teeth. I think and all those, this, like, I think those physical feelings that you were have what, was a little bit of a physical thing that you just needed the physical release of maybe, I don't yeah. know, the jizz build up. I don't know, right? Like there's, I think that there's yeah. a, a, a part of that. But I think what's cool about you is that you understand that there's other things attached to it as well. You know, it's not Absolutely. just the physical, whereas I think other people would think that's all, you know, guys would think that that's all it is, but there is that other thing going on for sure. Right. But yeah. it, it's also taking the physical responsibility off of her plate all the time. I can handle it. I've been I've been masturbating um, successfully for a number of decades. I'm really but good. But you at have it. one of those really so, good imaginations. I think some people don't. Uh, yeah. You know what I mean? That's what, and that's like a really good thing to have because then it could be like it could be almost like the real deal, right? Like if you really get into it and get to that place with your mind, you know. Um, but yeah. I think that some people don't have that good of a. You know what I mean? Imagination. It's just different people. You know, it's just this is the way your brain works. So this isn't for everybody, but I think it is like a really interesting solution to a very common, I think, problem that a lot of couples have. And so people. And it's. Yeah. It's it's, it's a fix for boredom, too. I mean, like sometimes like if if I'm waiting for a flight, hey, you got you got time for a question. And then I'll literally just spin up on the document, find one, copy it and paste it. And no matter how corny it is. We're still having a conversation that isn't forced. 
we don't have to make up something to fucking turn the other person on because honesty is fucking sexy. Right. So it's like, and it's all that time like this. And And it's all that time that's sort of allowed when like, if that isn't going on between the two of you, and this is what happens, I think in relationships where people cheat. So all that time apart, and if there's pent up tension that isn't being released, then that's when people start to get into trouble, right? They maybe text message someone, uh, an old friend from Facebook, you know what I mean? And I'm talking about like a married person, right? So because you guys are like not, there's not that time spent apart emotionally, right? That there's, uh, there isn't room. Right. There's no room for that, you know? So, which I think is really cool. So I think it's a good, uh, a good. Uh, it's an interesting sort of a thing for other people to try. I think people should listen to this podcast. Maybe try with them, and then go listen to that other podcast with the lady I'm talking about, Esther Peril thing, to get you nice. know because she talks all about this. You have to listen to it. Your wife has to listen to it. I'm curious what happens like two years from now. How old's your wife now? Thirty eight. Thirty-eight, yeah. Two years from now, or I don't know. I just wonder what happens with her because she's gonna start feeling differently. I think as a woman, I think that's like a physical thing that happens, you know. Um, and I wonder when that happens, what's gonna go on? Because I don't know. It's like there might be some more, like you know, these fantasies that she has. If she starts to get a little bit more horny, like you know, you guys could have a lot, of, even more fun than you're having now, which would be good. I welcome, I welcome said change. Yeah, so keep me posted, and thanks for calling in and talking about this, because I think like this is a very common thing, a common problem, and you have something yeah. that you created a solution, and I think maybe other people could take from this and try it as well. So thanks yep. for when that. you stop communicating, you start having fucking problems, so just keep talking. Even yeah, if but it's, it's about not even that. You're very specific in the way that you sort of set things up with her. I think it's like very helpful. So maybe guys could get in on the sexing thing because I like what guy wouldn't want that with their wife, you know, something added on. So I think it's actually really interesting and a good. I'm a problem solver. OK, I fucking love solutions yeah. problems. So I think it's a good solution to a very common problem. And people out there should try it and write in and let me know if it works. <laughs> and I'm going to try it. Remember, I said I'm going to try it. Oh, my God, just to d- ask good. the questions to prompt and see if that helps so i'll get back to my listeners about that and then uh i'll let you know if anyone writes in and tries this out in their marriage but thanks for calling in and, ex- and telling me the story because it's very interesting great thanks for having me thanks pen bye bye, bye. do you have a story lifestyle or situation you can't talk about to anyone to or do you just want to let your freak flag fly and be on the show? Well, Strictly Anonymous wants to hear from you. Send us an email, strictlyanonymouspodcast at gmail.com with your story and your anonymous name. And remember, everything is Strictly Anonymous. Strictly Anonymous.